0: This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back.
2: You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland.
0: And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.
3: If you ask me where has been the, the, the one area where I feel that uh, I've been most frustrated and most stymied, uh, it is the fact that uh, the United States of America is the one advanced nation on earth in which we do not have sufficient common sense gun safety laws, uh, even in the face of repeated uh, mass killings. Uh, and you know, if you look at the number of Americans killed since 9-11 by terrorism, it's less than 100. Uh, If you look at the number that have been killed by uh, gun violence, it's in the tens of thousands. And for us not to be able to resolve that issue has been uh, uh, something that uh, is distressing, uh, but it is not something that uh, I intend to, to stop working on in the remaining 18 months.
4: That was Obama on Thursday, talking to the BBC, probably just hours before the Lafayette shooting, which also happened on Thursday. I'm not sure about the time difference, but that's what he was, that's his thing, that he has not given up yet. And I get nervous because what he wants, he gets. Obamacare was not something that we wanted as a majority in this country, and and our conversation right now demonstrates that we don't want to give up the guns, but but what he once, sometimes he gets so uh that is that is what makes me a little nervous about it i'm gonna go to or a lot nervous i'm gonna go to ethan and marietta ethan you're on with monica
1: hi how are you good how are you doing good uh i just had a couple points uh to make uh one you made a comment earlier about um the the shootings in the theater and if anyone had been armed then they would have had a better chance at uh surviving or not being hurt well we can all go buy guns right now, and,
4: and still no one had
1: uh, a weapon on them. So I, I don't, I'm not sure I see your point there. Uh, but my question is:
4: Well, no, I wasn't saying that people didn't. I, I'm just, I think specifically about the gal who was in the Lubies, where both of her parents were killed. She said because of a law, she left her gun in the car, took it out of her purse, or whatever, and she would have had a fighting chance. I, if if you choose not to carry the weapon, I'm not saying that if. Uh, that you don't have the right to choose not to carry the weapon. I'm just saying, if somebody's coming at you with a gun, and in this case, I don't know if it would have saved any lives, because supposedly he was behind the people. But if someone's coming at you with a gun, you are more likely to be able to defend yourself if you have equal arms. I think that's just uh, like a tautology. Go ahead.
1: Next. Okay, so so my question is, uh, would you really want to have armed citizens that are untrained with their weapons engaging in a shootout with uh, uh, someone that is shooting.
4: Why would they be untrained with their weapons? There's a less accident rate, a less um, mistake rate with citizens than with cops by a lot.
1: Well, is there is there any and they're trained cops? Is there any is there any training that is offered or required along with carrying a weapon? Look,
4: you you have to have a certain understanding. You have to have a certain appreciation for what it is to be a responsible human being. We are. The world is dangerous. We all understand that. You can take your uh, responsibility for self-defense seriously, or you can delegate it to the government. But delegating it to the government does not ensure that you are going to be safer because I, because they're better trained or they're going to be on the oh, spot.
1: I, I, I understand that. That's not my point. My my point is that there that that we're. You, you're assuming that all people that have guns have respect for the capability of, that, of the weapon. I'm
4: not making any assumptions. Let's talk about cars. I, I, I don't, you know, cars kill more people than guns. But, Certainly. God.
1: Well, we have no right to, to purchase a vehicle. However, we are required to take a test, multiple tests, to obtain
4: one. You have a right to purchase a vehicle. You You have a right to do whatever you want as long as you don't infringe on other people's rights.
1: There's no explicit right
4: that we can have vehicle.
1: we can have Yes, cars. Nothing every,
4: every... We are allowed yes. we have the right to, to buy a vehicle. You do have... Rights do not come from the government. Rights are inherent to us. We allow the government to encroach on some of our rights because we have agreed to get together for mutual defense. So you have a right to have a car. You have a right to do anything that does not encroach on other people's rights. If we've given up some of those rights because we want mutual defense. Okay, but what you can't give up is the fundamental right to self-defense. It's basically the only fundamental right that, for which you can take action against other people is this right to self-defense. And you have to have a sense of responsibility. Of course, it's natural, though. In a state of liberty, you will very quickly realize or get killed that you need to be responsible with your uh with how you choose to defend yourself if you have a dangerous weapon like a car or a gun uh i would say that maybe accidents would happen but in the end you're going to be safer giving all those guns up to the government is a surefire way to get them to abuse you
1: well i'm i'm not in favor of giving all the guns to the government i'm i'm just making making the point that there is having everyone having a gun could result in, in more injury, more death. See, I,
4: I actually do not agree with that. I think that if you had universal gun possession, that yes, maybe there would be accidents, but we would be much safer. That many, many more crimes are prevented than are committed by uh the vast majority of people who have guns and you can think about our responsibility. That's why I think like the idea that this is about gun safety from Obama or anybody else doesn't really make sense. Because if you think about the car example, the left, uh, there was an article in the wall street journal that the left doesn't like Uber. Uber is this super cheap service where you can, I took an Uber home from a restaurant the other day. Cause I wanted to have a glass of wine. It costs $4 to get home. So it's my contention that you could really virtually end drunk driving deaths if Uber were everywhere. And 10,000 people a year get killed, it's estimated by drunk driving, and 11,000 people get killed, it's estimated through gun homicides. So if they really cared about an easy way that would not take away your rights to save some lives, they would get out of the way for Uber. I don't think it's about safety. I don't think it's about saving lives. And if accidents happen in a free society, you will very quickly learn that you have to take this stuff seriously. We have rules of safety. People have an inherent sense of, of safety, and that gets developed. You teach your children. It's just part of being a, 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 a human being. It's not. We're not animals. We're not mindless. So uh, I, I think that we're better off with them than without them. I'm going to John and Milner. Hi, John. You're on with Monica.
0: Hi, Monica. Um, just to kind of bring up a point, I know one of your earlier callers and even the president used the term uh, common sense. If it was so common, why do they call it common? Uh, there, there is no such thing. Either you have sense or you don't. Uh, and you're talking about the Wild West in history. Let's talk about a lawman from that time. Wyatt, or if he's really popular in Hollywood even to this day. Wyatt Earp was a cop in Kansas. He became world famous because of, believe it or not, the, the beginning of tabloids, a little five-cent novel, nickel novels, as they call them. So you have this going on. He becomes totally famous, gets a gun named after him. Most cops don't have that happening. Guess what? He shot one person. He had an encounter with one person on the street and had a shootout. One man. The reason why guns were so common, everyone carried them. You had to. It was a way of life. You had to protect yourself. There were no large police departments. There were no telephones to call for help. If you were attacked by someone, whether they were outlaws, Indians, uh, dissidents, you name it, if it was up there that attacked you, you had to defend yourself. Everybody was more polite. (laughs) <laughs> because they knew the next person had a weapon with them, usually a shotgun or a large caliber pistol. And the fact that one of the most deadliest weapons is a twenty two caliber weapon, you know, when it comes to harming people, you know, the, the difference between caliber and everything, whether the person has a twenty two or a Beric fifty caliber, if they come in shooting and they walk into a room of lambs and they're the wolf, uh, they're going
4: to do so much damage. Yeah, it, actually, that's a good them. point. Is that there is an empowering element to it as well? Like, I never understand why women aren't all for the, the uh, no gun control because it is the great equalizer. It's an important uh, point to understand that you're vulnerable to the stronger person, and you can protect yourself. I think, I think we, uh, uh, I think that Americans. Are absolutely universally in favor, uh, recognize their gun rights, and and I think like Ethan points out, other people there should be limits to it. There should be licensing or this and that. Uh, there should be screening, mental health screening. Let's talk about the the nuances. If this is an unfettered right, what it would take to uh, if it's okay to limit these rights. 404 four oh four eight seven two zero seven fifty, 750 Or uh, you can tweet at me At Monica Perez Show uh, Your calls after this
0: Monica Perez On News 95.5 At AM 750 WSB
4: There's going to be a high today Of 91 degrees And even hotter tomorrow 93 Stay tuned for weekend weather On WSB Brought to you by Shoemates The official air conditioning Of summer I also have the prize pack To give away Whoever calls first, knowing the movie I said I liked when I was on with Dave Baker during the Carathon, uh, will get a pair of tickets to see Verakai by Cirque du Soleil on Wednesday, July 29th at the Arena at Gwinnett Center, four tickets to see Toby Keith in concert July 30th at Aaron's Amphitheater at Lakewood, produced by Live Nation, a pair of tickets to see Kelly Clarkson in concert September 10th at Aaron's Amphitheater at Lakewood, produced by Live Nation. That's the McDonald's prize pack, 404 If you want that, and you know what movie I said I liked, I have time for a quick call. I'm going to Richard and Monroe. Hi, Richard. You're on with Monica.
5: Hey, Monica. Great to talk to you today.
4: Thank you for calling.
5: Hey, listen, I, I, I want to, uh, you misspoke a minute ago. Uh, in the state of Georgia, uh, driving is a privilege and not a right, but that's another another subject.
4: Well, I want to uh, actually uh, mention that because it's a libertarian thing. Uh, what I said was not driving was right. What I said was buying a car is your right. You have.
5: Oh, you're right, but the driving part is a. Privilege.
4: Only because the government took over the roads. They should well, not own the roads. That, Before the Civil correct. War, there were 400 private road companies in this country, at least because they're you would just have a contract with the private owner of the road. So that's oh, a libertarian I, I, I fine mis- point. I,
5: mis- I misunderstood. Let's go back to the gun thing. I like okay. to name three people that I think everybody will recognize. Um, Albert Nobel, Winchester, and klishnikov who invented the AK-47. Well, let's go backwards. Uh, Kalashnikov, he had remorse for designing that weapon, which is thought as one of the best assault rifles ever made. And he died penniless, and uh, had a lot of problems with what he had created. Okay, uh, Winchester, he went crazy, and his wife and built the house and kept building it. I don't know if you've ever been out in California seen it. It's pretty funky and amazing because they thought ghosts that had been killed by their guns that they produced were haunting them. Um, uh, Albert and, Nobel, yeah. you know, invented TNT and found the way to, you know, nitroglycerin was dangerous. Dynamite was too dangerous to build bridges and for mining. So what's your
4: point in one sentence? My point
5: is, he also had a nervous breakdown for inventing something that people took and used for the wrong purpose. Guns are tools, and they are mathematical, not magical. That's what ballistics are, it's the study of...
1: Okay,
4: so the fact is, though, we have these people use them as weapons of offense, of aggression. You simply must match that with using the same weapons for defense. Who knows what horrible weapon is in our future? I hope another horrible weapon is not invented. But let's also hope that we don't uh, we're not at the mercy of it and that it's just one-sided I want I want to have it on the defensive side 404-872-0750, 800 WSB talk this is Monica Perez
0: Monica Perez on news 955 at .AM 750 WSB
4: I'm your libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from three to 6. Right before the break, I talked to Richard calling in saying that these guys who build weapons that change the world are not happy. Nobel, Winchester, Kalashnikov. And I said I was not looking forward to the next huge weapon being built. But if there was going to be one, I'd want to have one (laughs) because I wouldn't want to be at the mercy of the person who did have it. Then I realized that Uh, I read a book I mentioned on the air before. If you've heard the show, you've definitely heard me talk about the report from Iron Mountain. It's supposed to be a leaked government document from the 60s. And the subtitle was on the uh, possibility and desirability of peace. And the underlying premise of this document, this supposed government study, was that once nuclear weapons had been invented— That was so. It was after World War II that it was no longer credible that there would be a big war, that it basically just ended the possibility of a big war because nobody would realistically use or be able to threaten a nuclear war. That was the premise. And then it goes through saying, What could you do to substitute for war in order to keep the populace still in line? Because if they don't think there's a threat of war, they tend to lose devotion to the government to lose national identity cohesion as a society it's a really interesting book but the underlying premise was that nuclear weapons actually saved lives in aggregate that's kind of a mind-blowing concept i thought i'd share with you i'm going to tyler in a social circle (laughs) please talk tyler
6: yeah, thank you so much for, for taking my call, and, and thank you for talking about this issue, because I think it's one of the biggest issues in America right now today, and a lot of people don't realize that our homeland wasn't even invaded in World War II because Admiral Yamamoto said that there would be a rifle behind every blade of grass, and and people don't understand that history. They also, I think even scarier, don't know how to defend the the second amendment and don't know how to defend the constitution in a whole but you have to understand that if the second amendment goes all of it goes the whole thing can be yeah. thrown out and and you know i'm a part of a lot of gun rights organizations i'm part of the nra i'm a part of georgia dot gov i mean dot uh, org because they push for gun rights through through just the
4: georgia carry isn't that the guy who was descended from patrick henry isn't the head of Georgia uh, Carey? I think his last name I think it's his last name is Henry and he was descended from Patrick Henry who said I just want to make a point that uh, our last defense is the Second Amendment, but our first defense was supposed to be states' rights and the right to secede. And Patrick mm-hmm. Henry said, when you switch from the Articles of Confederation to the Constitution and you said we the people instead of we the states, you were uh, establishing a very different organization that did not have the states as the entity that defended the rights of the people. And he also went on to say that the, the next, the only thing left would be to take the guns.
7: Mm-hmm.
4: So, yeah, and, I finished and- your point.
6: Yeah, and so it, a lot of people I'm 21. A lot of people my age don't even know how to defend their their own rights and, you know, if you want to defend the second amendment, NRA, georgiacarry.org, USCCA, those organizations will update you on what's going on, you know, hey, they're about to pass this bill. Call your senators, you know.
4: Yeah, I think you've out how you've how touched on something very important. Gad, finish your sentence and I'm going to tell you what I think is important.
6: Well, I mean, you got it. a lot of kids my age, again, don't even know who their senators or congressmen can't even name the governor, even though it's on their driver's
7: license.
4: Yeah. Funny enough, I think that this that 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 it was a deliberate plan from the very beginning, certainly since the establishment of the U.N., that disconnecting the youth in America from an understanding of their rights and responsibilities and defending their rights under the Bill of Rights, that very specifically, that the point was to disconnect our um, really ingrained understanding uh, of that so that the next generation would abandon it. And I think that's an underlying theme for why the South, I feel like, is being targeted now. Yes, I understand there's a history of slavery. I understand that the Confederate flag represents that to a lot of people. But there is also another um, uh, historical thread running through the South that is this Um, willingness to secede, this sense of independence, this understanding of states' rights that I think also they are trying to uh, eradicate. I think that those are important points. Thank you so much for the call. I'm going to Janice in Decatur. Hi, Janice. You're on with Monica.
7: Hi, Hi. thanks for taking my call. Your show is fantastic. I wish you were on five days a week.
4: Thanks, Janice. Well, contribute to it. What do you got? Well, something that mean, you know, people
7: need to remember too is that it's only in on very rare occasions like that guy up in i don't know where it was north Georgia, or woodstock or somewhere that attacked the courthouse a few months back but you know these guys with these um guns and they're mainly men um you know they attack soft target targets they're not going to attack to attack a place where they know or where they think someone's going to have a gun Just and even if they, they, they do they gun, are they not going to get that far Huh?
4: Even if they do, they're not going to get that far.
7: No. And, and the thing is, though, is that they tend to choose soft targets like schools, universities, movie theaters, I mean, you know, places that generally are not armed.
4: Just cowardly, sick, it's terrible.
7: Cowardly. And, you know, it, it, and people need to remember that. I mean, if they knew or thought that um, if they're looking at home A or home B, if you're, if you're a bad guy... um, and you're going to, to break into their house. Um, are you gonna if you know that home A, the guy that that is in there that you wanna rob, um, is is armed, you know, that he's got a you know, a pistol sitting in his living room or somebody where he where he can get it very quickly. Um, are are you gonna go to home B where you've got, you know, um, some guys that, well, I don't know about guns. Um
4: yeah, nobody puts attack. a sign up in front of their door. no guns here. I mean, you just is, wouldn't do that.
7: attack They attack weaker they attack kids or people that they perceive as weaker than them,
4: yeah, and that that is a problem. I mean, we have to look at understand that there is such a thing as human nature that there are. Maybe 2% of the world is sociopaths. A lot of those are <laughs> in the power elite, and some of them are walking around and pose a danger to us. But, of course, if we want to defend ourselves against this, of uh, uh, a weapon equal to theirs is really the only possible way, and I think women are the most vulnerable I- in that way. Thank you so much for the call, Janice. I'm going to Brett in Bold Springs. Hi, Brett. You're on with Monica. Hey. Right. so you uh we tweet if you you people have a lot of tweets i should read some of those at monica perez show brett tweeted can i see the tweet it was something to the effect of uh yes bottom line there should be no gun laws no background checks no waiting periods no magazine limits and a lot of people have called uh saying that that's not that that we they want us to have guns but they have to have licenses or registration or training or so what's your argument of why there should be no laws?
2: Well, there should be no laws because, number one, it's not the government's business what guns you have, period. Just like it's not the government's business what pamphlets you print out and pass around to people on the street. And I want to put it in the context of this. The Bill of Rights doesn't require a license for anything except the Second Amendment. You don't have to have a license to, to speak freely or to uh, assemble, you don't have to have a license to be. secure. Well, they're trying to
4: change that.
2: Well, they're trying to change that. You don't have to have a license to be secure in your home, okay? But somehow you need a license to defend yourself, okay? And all things being equal, if the Bill of Rights is to protect protect individual rights, why is it that the Second Amendment gets all these special? Uh,
4: well, and here and here's the funny part about that is that all the power government has to use force and take your money to use for to to arm itself to use force. All of that derives from the sovereign citizen, the individual's self-evident right to self-defense. If there's any restriction on that, that restriction gets passed on to the government. It is not possible for the government to have a greater right to self-defense than we do, which uh, abdicated or delegated our right to them.
2: And, and, and people would be in an uproar if all of a sudden you had to go get a license to print a book or be on the Internet, Okay. But because, you know, guns can kill people, all of a sudden, well, that right doesn't count as much. And you should be very, 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 very
1: wary.
4: And even with licenses, think of the 30 or 40,000 people a year who are killed with cars. It's just you decide that it's worth it.
2: And I also want to say something about uh, uh, gun ownership, okay? People are like, well, how do you know people are going to be responsible? Well, that goes on the gun owner. And if you're a gun owner and you're not responsible, then you're equally as guilty as uh, – you're, you're just as guilty as a criminal who goes out and shoots
4: people. Yes, okay. okay? Then, then you're culpable. Then you have any, the same culpability for any other accident that you might cause from any other harm you might do. And you are personally going to receive the consequences right. of that and, irresponsibility, which and, is and, the best discipline ever.
2: And, and let me tell you something. It, it's stupid for you to buy a gun and put it in your purse or your pocket and just walk around like everything's going to be okay. Because you have to know what you're doing. okay? And people who do that, they're screwing up you're going to own a gun, train yourself, be responsible, know what's going to happen if you have to use it.
4: But that's true for everything in life. I mean, that is just the way it is. You have to be a responsible enough person. People die, accidents happen, and people are violent and and do bad things. We just have to be realistic about it. And it is my conclusion that liberty has been uh, the it, it is the answer. It comes with its own discipline. It comes with its own uh, a- a allocating responsibility where the responsibility should lie, where the control, the authority, the power lies, and that's in the individual's right to self-defense. I'm dying to talk to William in Fayetteville, but I want to give him some time, so I'm going to take a quick break first. He wants to talk about uh, screening and mental health, and I've got a lot to say about that, and I want to hear what he has to say and what you have to say. 1-800-WSB-TALK. Also, you can tweet at me at Monica Perez Show.
0: Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
4: Holding steady at 86 degrees outside the studio. Mostly sunny tomorrow, high of 93. Weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. We're talking about these shootings being used as an excuse to take away our guns instead of what might be more sensible to uh, to get universal arms but there's also another agenda which is about um, mental health and uh, one reporter said during the press conference i heard her say to the cop or the person who's giving the press conference uh, what what happened with this guy people like this should not be allowed to walk around so I've got lots to say about that. I want to go to William in Fayetteville. Hi, William. You're on with Monica. Uh,
5: Monica, I just want to say that uh, you can't find a mental health problem by running a background check, most likely because they got so many com- convoluted laws that they made back during the 60s when they closed down all the uh, insane asylums. That uh,
4: Yep, JFK that, did that.
5: They, they restricted all uh, access to the uh, information about being crazy.
4: Oh, but they still, they see they, that's the thing about the surveillance state. They're not only getting all the information up in their hands, they're trying to limit the information that we get. But I'll tell you, William, I think this guy was on the radar. I saw an article that said the Southern Poverty Law Center had flagged him in 2005 as being a racist. Uh, We heard earlier that there was a Georgia arrest possibly for arson. I had read that he had an arson arrest. I wasn't sure if it was in Georgia in 1989 because he tried to get an FBI operative to burn a house down. So that was uh, he was on the FBI radar before that even. And he got declined for his gun application. He had a restraining order. And then at the same time, within 50 minutes of this happening, Obama is notified. And I just wonder if maybe he was on a watch list. Maybe, maybe, you know, I don't want to get too sinister, but these guys, maybe they knew what he was up to and just let it roll. Is that too crazy?
5: But it, it was crazy. And uh, I, I think that was the biggest thing I I don't know about all the rest of it, how much he had uh, showing up on his record, but I I knew he was uh, everything he did. Yeah, I
4: mean great. that's the thing. There was a lot of stuff there. If the Southern Poverty Law Center had them on his radar, if the FBI was aware of them, had a had him in a sting. Uh, however long ago that was, I I just feel like that um, maybe there's more to the story than we know about. They were absolutely on this thing within one. hour hour and i wonder if it plays into what uh wesley clark said basically uh uh talking about pre-crime it's a crazy crazy clip i'm gonna play it for you right after the break he talks about pre-crime and he talks about putting people in camps for the duration of the conflict whatever the conflict is uh so more to come on that this is monica perez
3: what's